Well, good Wednesday morning and welcome to Noah's Wind. And Mary Alice and I started talking yesterday about a story in the Old Testament. It's one of the biggest things that happened to the people of Israel. You know, God brought them out of Egypt with uh, the plagues and they crossed the Red Sea. And God said, I'm going to take you to a land, houses that you didn't build, vineyards that you didn't plant. So land that flows with milk and honey. And it was to be their possession, permanent possession, still is, by the way. Uh, and so what happened was they choked at a moment of destiny. They got right up to the border of Canaan. And as we saw yesterday, the people demanded that they send 12 spies over. They claimed that it was to find the best route to go. But in reality, they wanted to see if they really wanted to do what God told them they could do, should do, were going to do. Uh, which is so amazing. I mean, they've been through so much already. Why would they get right up to the brink and choke? But they did. And also yesterday, we saw what should have taken 11 days wound up taking 40 years because they choked at that moment of destiny. It's such a big story. I think it's important for us to draw every lesson that we can draw from it. Before we go into uh, the first part of the story, I think it's really important, critical for us to make a couple things clear. Uh, when the Israelites weren't allowed to go into Canaan, that's not a picture of not going to heaven. Right. Because they were God's people. Right. Canaan was like the picture of the Christian life as it should be. Yeah, that's a perfect way of saying it, Marilyn. I mean, the, the Canaan is a picture of the fully blessed mm -hmm. Christian life. It, it is living life with all the promises God wants us to enjoy, all the blessings He wants us yeah, to enjoy. Yeah, you used to say, if you want to live under under the uh, the source of God's, or the umbrella of God's blessing, right. this is what God tells us how to live to be there. Well, I mean, this this is the life God wanted them mm -hmm. to live. You know, I, I um, remember when I was a kid growing up, my dad used to use an illustration a lot in regard to prayer. And he told the story of a man, of course, this is kind of a made-up story, but we understand the principle. There was a man who went to heaven and he was being shown around and he was taken into a room when he looked in the room there were all kinds of things that he wanted on the earth and didn't have and he he, he wished he had them felt like he should have them and he was he was surprised because the things were very personal in there that he never got and so he asked the question what are all these things and god was saying these are the things you could have had if you'd asked for them mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. well i don't know that I worry about that so much. I I would hate to see a video of my life achieving and doing all these extraordinary things and God is saying this is what you could have been. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. That that would hurt. That would sting. Mm. And I think that's the picture here. The Israelites choked at a moment of destiny, didn't get to go into Canaan, didn't get to live the life that they would have loved to have lived. So I think for us today, maybe that's what we need to talk about. But I mean, do you see Christians every once in a while and you think, wow, you know, you could do so much more, you could be mm -hmm. so much more, you could have so much more? Well, and it goes back to some basic principles. And one of them is, I think, if the desire of our heart is to live a life as God leads us. Because I think, first of all, everybody has to understand there is a Canaan for each and every one of us. It's very individual. God has a purpose and a plan for our individual life. And if we want to enjoy that, which we would want to enjoy that, I mean, God doesn't, um, God doesn't have a plan that we're going to hate mm -hmm. because he designed us for the plan that he made for us. And if we want to, to participate and follow God into that plan and that purpose, um, then it's just going to require obedience on our part. You know, the thing that comes to mind right now for me is the importance of faith, because mm -hmm. faith is kind of like the 
it's sort of like the channel into this life that God wants us to live. When we look at the Israelites here, their faith, their faith collapsed, you know, and that's what Jesus said to Peter on the night of his rest. He said, Peter, I prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail, mm. you know. Okay, well, let's look at this. Twelve spies go over to the land and ten of the spies come back and they bring a negative report. Um, they said, it's true. The land is everything God said it was. Things will always be as God says they'll be. Absolutely. <laughs> but... That's another thing, too. Maybe we shouldn't put a but after saying it's yeah. everything God said it was. Uh, but the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. And then there are all these ites, Amalite, Amalekites, Hittites, Amorites, Termites, Canaanites. <laughs> Canaanites yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they all live there. Now we see a different person, and this is Caleb. Mm. And I lo we love Joshua and Caleb, yes, we don't do. we? Yeah. And Caleb tried to quiet the people. Mm. Mm. You know, there's a time not to be noisy. And so Caleb tried to quiet them, and that's when people are expressing fears and anxieties and, mm -hmm. you know, anger at God. Caleb tried to quiet the people as he stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Now, mm. do you think that Caleb was saying that because they felt stronger or because God had told them they could do it? Oh, I believe it's because God told them they can do it. Absolutely. And you know what? That's a great picture of how we need to be careful to not get caught up in a mob mentality and oh, seeing yeah. emotions overrule faith. And that's another thing we're, we're struggling with in this generation, too. I think. You know, I've thought about this. I think I've preached this ever since I've been a teenage preacher. You know, it's so interesting how that the 10 spies and the two spies, you know, the 10 that choked and the 10 mm -hmm. who were faithful, they saw the same things. Absolutely. They went I mean, to the same place. They, they, went, the same they both went over there and came back and said, yes, the land is everything God said. And there are giants there. But what I love is, you know, Joshua and Caleb, they went over and saw the land and said, look at the size of our God. Mm -hmm. And the others went over and said, look at the size of, of the giants. The giants, yeah. right. Okay. But the men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. Well, God said they could. Mm -hmm. They are stronger than we are. That was probably true. But they weren't stronger than their God. They got right. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. Now, up to this point, they both agree that the two spies who are faithful and ten spies who are unfaithful, they both agree on the basic premise of what's in Canaan. Mm -hmm. But here's where it changed. They spread a bad report. Mm -hmm. In other words, they took the facts and spun them in a way mm -hmm. that led them away from the will of God. That's something I see a lot today. Absolutely. You know? Well, they spread a bad report. They said the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw there were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Marianne, here's where I really want to get your take. Next to them, we felt. Think about yeah, that verse. The feelings. Yeah. Thing. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought they too. They thought that too. Well, how do they know that? Like, yeah. Do I look like a grasshopper? You know, know, there's the insecurity. Uh -huh. uh, I must look small to you. But the thing that I want to get your take on is they were going by what they felt. Mm -hmm. Joshua and Caleb were going by the word of God, and the ten spies were going by what they felt. If we let our emotions rule us, we're going to be in trouble all the time because okay. emotions are unreliable, unpredictable, and emotions are not tied to faith. Right, and they're not tied to fact either. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It's 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 a feeling, it's an impression, and most of the time in our current culture, it's driven 
by a crowd who who uh, leverages that emotion. Fear yeah. is an emotion, another emotion that our culture uses against us. Those those are emotions that are powerful to to forward an agenda, but not God's agenda. Wow, you just really opened up a, a, a can that I think we need to open up today, and that is, you know, if I go back to my parents' generation or, or our grandparents' generation, people were much more motivated by fact. Mm -hmm. Today, people are motivated by feeling. I mean, you definitely mm -hmm. see that on social Absolutely. media. In fact, you even you hear people that are always talking about, oh, that hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. When in a lot of cases, I'm not sure it really it Everything really is driven by feelings. In fact, we're, we're actually in a culture that's being ruled by other people's perceptions and feelings about us, about the world, about God, about I mean, everything. Feelings are trumping everything. We will never feel our way to God. And what I mean by that is we will never experience God by going solely by our emotions. Absolutely. You know, faith is based on fact of God's word. Mm -hmm. Wow. We'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow, but I just... I, I want to draw every lesson from this because I'm just as human as anybody else and sometimes when I don't see things happening the way I want to see them happen or if I see obstacles in life I can begin to go by my feelings and I don't want to ever forget that the Israelites took 40 years to do what should have taken 11 days because instead of trusting God and trusting God is factual they relied on their feelings and their feelings of course you know and they missed God's blessing. They absolutely missed it, though, those yeah. that died in the wilderness. Well, we don't want to miss God's no, blessing. So pray for us, Mary Alice. Oh, Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for having a, an individual plan for each and every one of us. And I pray that you give us the faith and the trust um, to follow you. And I pray that you'd help us to uh, be able to discern the influences of the culture around us and uh, set that aside and just focus on you and your word and look for that clear path that uh, we can live that will be with your blessing. And I just pray for each and every one and each and every family that's watching or listening today, that you would just guide them through this day, that you give them wisdom and, and comfort and healing and whatever is needed in their life. I just pray that you provide that for them even today. And we will give you all the glory and the honor. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, may God help us today to live this day believing as we look toward heaven, look toward God. Things are the way you say they are. I am who you say I am. And by your grace, I can do what you say I can do. Hope you have a wonderful day. Amen. Thank you. We'll see you soon.